You're listening to the Simple Pen Podcast. Pinterest for business advice that goes down smooth and easy. Here's your host, Kate All. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Simple Pin Podcast. I'm your host, Kate All. I'm the owner and founder of Simple Pin Media. We are a Pinterest management and marketing company. We help our customers find and convert their perfect person on Pinterest. So today we're going to be talking about a story of a TPT, that's Teachers Pay Teachers, product sellers, and how she changed and adapted her focus over the last year of the pandemic. We all know that it's been a really rough year for those in education and helping teachers navigate these changes has been vital to continuing to get the right education to the kids and keep them moving forward. So Christina Winter of Mrs. Winter's Bliss is going to talk with us about how she adapted her focus and what she learned in the process about her audience. This is a great story. Again, one you can listen to just while you're out on a walk. There's not a lot of action items, but there are some things to listen to as far as how to really connect with your audience in a time of change. It doesn't have to be a global pandemic, but it could be just changing to adapt to what they need. So listen for those cues here and how you can take those into your business as well. Before we dive into the interview, I want to just remind you that we are hosting a podcast survey this month. It has been five years of the Simple Pin podcast, and we really want to hear more about what you want us to record, what you want me to talk about, what you want me to teach about, how my podcast can really help serve you and help your business grow. In order to do that, you need to tell us. We need to learn more about you. So if you go to simplepinmedia.com slash 24, There's going to be a link at the top. If you want to go straight to it, it's simplepinmedia.com slash pod survey, all one word pod survey, you will be entered to win a $50 Amazon gift card. And this giveaway ends May 31st, 2021. So we would love for you to go over there, fill out the survey, just tell us what it is you want to know more about. You can put whatever down, just go crazy. Keep it about Pinterest marketing, a little bit about business, but we really want to know more about you so we can serve you better through this podcast. All right. With that being said, we're going to dive into today's podcast with Christina Winter of Mrs. Winter's Bliss about how she changed and adapted her focus as a TPT seller. Hey, Christina, welcome to the Simple Pin Podcast. Hey, Kate. I am so excited to be here. I feel like I'm fangirling over here because you are amazing. (laughs) You are so sweet. And I, well, I'm excited to talk to you because one, you've been a longtime client of ours, but number two, man, you've had a lot of things. Your business has really probably been affected over the last year. And I'm excited just to hear the story and what, how you've gone through all of this and there's so many questions I have. So I'm, I hope you're prepared because, you know, I've got them there. Okay, before we dive in, I would love people to hear a little bit about who you are and what you do. Okay, so my name is Christina Winter and I own the blog website teacher author store, Mrs. Winter's Bliss. And I started it as like a hobby. I was a full-time teacher 
Um, and I started kind of as a hobby just because my friends were like, you make cute things. You should sell that on Teachers Pay Teachers. And so I kind of started doing that. And Teachers Pay Teachers was in its earlier years. And it wasn't as much of marketing, but more of like putting things on the platform and seeing what happened. And it kind of turned into this accidental business. Um, I'm very happy to say that it is um, what it is, but it, um, you know, I just got this love of, you know, seeing my resources and hearing about my resources in other classrooms around the world. And um, personally, you know, I had a family, I have a daughter and, you know, I waited my whole life to have a daughter and time was passing so quickly that, I wasn't getting to be mommy because I was mommy to 24 kids in my first grade classroom. And I just looked at my husband one day and I said, you know, it's, I just need, can we tighten up here? Can we make this a go? And um, he said, let's take a year and see what happens. So um, sadly, <laughs> I gave um, my principal that I wasn't going to return the next year and just focus on my business and be a mom. And um, you know, things, it, it, my, my dedication to my business becoming a business per se, um, changed and it's just growing like crazy. Um, I have some full-time employees now who are wonderful to work with and, um, that's kind of how it all happened. <laughs> Very cool. So what year was it when you quit your first grade teaching position? Um, this is the fourth year I've been out of the classroom. So okay, so it's like 2017-ish, 2018. Okay. Yeah. yeah. My daughter was in third grade and now she's finishing up her sixth grade year. So okay. it's been fun. I've got to go on field trips and be a mom. So <laughs> yeah, totally. And okay. So there's in that, you know, um, how did you view moving from a teacher to a business owner, was that a pretty tough leap for you leaning into that teachers pay teachers side? And how did you really navigate going from, you know, you're standing in front of 24 kids to you're sitting in front of the computer creating products for other teachers? Well, yeah, I mean, yes, it was because like I said, I was just a teacher. I mean, I hate to say just a teacher. I do not mean it like that. But I mean, I had no marketing degree, no experience, but I'll tell you, listening to podcasts like yours put a lot of, you know, education on, you know, what it was like in the business world. So that is the first step. And then I think the next step is I learned a little bit about promoting on like Facebook and Pinterest and things like that. So that is kind of where I started to see a climb in my actual sales and my business because it became a powerful tool to get the word out there. And what was that moment or I guess even that period of time like for you where you started to see that, you know, anybody stepping away from their job is really scary, right? Because there's a lot of security in traditional employment and moving into this new space. What was that time period like where you did start to see it increase and you thought, oh, this is actually working? Like, what was that like for you? Um, it was amazing because everything that 
is in my hands or touches my hands is so intentional. Um, I had so much experience being a teacher. It was, I was so passionate about teaching that everything that I did with my students and the resources that I created were so intentional. And so when I was able to put those out in the world and see people buying them, it was like, wow, other people are getting great experiences from this as well. Hmm. Yeah. I even, I think of this, your, your audience as it shifted, shifted from these first graders to the teachers. And I'm, I'm wondering, like, were you, as you were creating, were you always thinking of like, women like you or men like you who are first grade teachers? And how did you start to get, I guess, your audience change, right? Because instead of standing in front of these first graders, now you're virtually standing in front of teachers. So did you um, start to make that shift to think about who the teachers were as you were creating these products too? Well, I think that's the big advantage that teacher authors have is that we have been in the trenches we know what it's like to be at all the meetings and to have the different leveled students and to manage other people who are working in your classroom and relationships with parents. And so we know that a big book publisher does not understand that. So yeah, they might make a math curriculum, but they don't have, they don't even understand like developmentally how kids progress through things. So that is such a huge advantage. So yes, um, my audience, I'm, I'm constantly thinking and I'm, I'm teaching this with my team is like we're intentional about setting teachers up for success as they're delivering the resources and the lessons, but also setting students up for success. That's really important, I think. So. So when did you start? I know you mentioned like you started listening to podcasts and Facebook and Pinterest. When did you go to Pinterest, start to set up your profile and really think about investing in that platform? And then what ended up happening once you started investing? So the teacher author community, you know, we have a very strong community who share and talk. And um, I think back in like... (laughs) 2014, you know, Pinterest was so different then. There was like all these group boards. So you would send emails to other teacher authors saying, can I please join your group boards? And, um, you know, so I knew it was something important, but I didn't have as much knowledge about how did it work? What did it look like? You know, being a full-time teacher at the time, trying to manage that, trying to manage a family, trying to manage you know, even creating the resources, I really leaned into listening to like podcasts like yours and just on social media, reading as much as I could, but that was like all I could really do. Right. Yeah. Just, just throw it out there. It's this little bit of like, I'm going to put it out there and hope it works. Like, I hope somebody sees it a little bit, you know, and just, especially during that time, you know, 2000. Well, when did you start the business? Was it 2015, 2016? 2013. Oh, okay. So even sooner. Yeah. yeah. And did yeah. you start using Pinterest right away or was it a couple of years after that? Um, maybe within the first year, you know, people were like, you have to put stuff on Pinterest. And so at that time we were just pinning like covers. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, I do remember that. 
the cover picture, which is ridiculous. Now you look at that and you're like, oh my goodness. Right. (laughs) So nobody knew that longer images worked, right? Everybody was just pinning whatever. Right. And, um, and, you know, I think, I think something about me is that I test and I pay attention to what happens. And then I try to replicate that. So even though I was in my early stages of knowledge, if I saw something working and at that time you threw something up on a group board, you might've got like 20 repins or 30 repins in a matter of an hour, you know? Mm, yeah. So when I saw things like that happening, I knew, oh, I got to keep doing this. And that, you know, led me to try to learn more. Mm. So let's come up to 2020, March 2020, when basically the world shut down. And for the first time, we saw a massive shift, obviously, in education, how we educate kids, going from a traditional classroom model to a Zoom classroom model. What was that time like for you as you're recognizing these changes and seeing how that's impacting your business and the profession that you started in? Tell me a little bit about what that time was like for you. Well, ironically, Kate, I was on a cruise. Oh, wow. (laughs) I really didn't know the world was shutting down. I got off the cruise on March 15th, turned on my phone, and it was like, what in the world is happening? Mm -hmm. So I feel very blessed that I got off the cruise ship. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Um, Yeah, but um, yeah, the world just shut down and... Uh, teachers, you know, being out of the classroom again, having that advantage of had been in the trenches and knowing what it's like to be a teacher and how hard that job is. You know, I can't even imagine the year that our teachers have had. It's been really hard on everybody. But I think teachers, it's been really hard because really, I would say a majority, 90% of them had to learn a new job and not just learn a new job, but do it overnight. Right. And now they have families staring at them through Zoom meetings and, you know, they're learning technology. They're learning, you know, and you want to be in control of your class and try to help your students. But you're learning as well. So um, but for me, my business, um, if I backtrack a little bit, uh, I was a first grade teacher for uh, 21 years and I really had the approach in my classroom that kids learn best hands-on. And so everything in my class was, you know, either hands-on with manipulatives or paper pencil. And so I didn't have experience with any of the Google Classroom or platforms like Seesaw or digital activities or anything like that. And I didn't believe that that's what students should be doing. I really think that their fine motor and their developmental needs should be hands-on. And I really, you know, I really still stick to most of that. But obviously over this year, that is, that was not able to happen. Um, So right when the shift happened, obviously sales came to a a pretty good halt, you know, and, but we all thought, if I go back and I think about it, when my daughter was, you know, sent home, we all thought, oh, two weeks, you know, (laughs) we're going back. Um, so I was just like, you know, I'm not going to change my, I, I remember distinctly having a conversation with my good friend and I was like, I'm not going to change. everything. <laughs> We're going to go back to normal. 
Yes. You know, what am I going to do? I'm not going to change my whole business just because of this. You know, I'm Mm -hmm. just going to stay the course. Right. And um, obviously, you know, a few weeks into that, I started eating my words. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was really tough. Yeah. We weren't going back to normal anytime soon. So. So what was the thing then at that moment when you realized like, okay, we're not going back to normal. How did you shift the products that you were creating and start to think about um, and start to identify, I guess, what your audience needed in this new teaching landscape? Well, so I've stayed connected because, you know, obviously all my good friends are teachers and I've stayed connected in different Facebook groups with teachers, but just hearing you know, that the desperation of them, what they need. And at the time, what they needed wasn't out there as much. So, you know, working in a mastermind group, I just, you know, we kind of chatted about it. And I was like, what I just felt like here I am, I'm fully capable. I'm not, you know, teaching in the trenches right now. What can I do to help? So I started looking at my resources that I had and I said, how can I make these um, digital, first of all, and how can I put out content like blog posts and things like that, like a roundup of ideas that were free? Because um, at the time, some of these big companies like online reading platforms or even companies like Zoom were saying, teachers, we want to help you. But teachers didn't have time to go looking around. So a blog post with all the resources to help teachers was super helpful. So that was, you know, the first step. And then the second step was for me looking at resources that I already had and thinking, how can I make this so that students can navigate it, you know, with their tech skills, their limited tech skills? And then how can I make it so teachers can easily you know, get it out to their students. Hmm. Yeah, that was, I imagine that was a tough task to do that. And as you, as you did that, what did you see? Were your blog posts getting more exposure? Were people buying more of your digital products? Or because, you know, it had come to the screeching halt. So how did you see it start to pick back up with this introduction of new mediums, I guess, and how they teach? Well, First of all, it was hard because I didn't know anything Mm, (laughs) about that. So, and, you know, it just took me just diving in. What is Google Classroom? I never used it. So I had no idea. How do I make Google activities? How do I, you know, (laughs) so that was the first step. But I made a decision um, pretty early on. Again, my heart was with all of these teachers who are, you know, in this crisis mode right now. And so I made a decision, like if somebody had already purchased a resource for me from me, I'm not going to charge them again for the digital resource. You know, I decided to add it to what was already existing. So teachers just got this free upgrade and, you know, it was my way of giving back and I think earning trust with my, my audience. Um, but I wanted to go ahead and be able to contribute in some way to help them. Hmm. Yeah. And how um, I know different parts of the country have opened up at tons of different times, you know, here, 
in the Northwest. Um, you know, my daughter still hasn't gone back to school. My son just started school again, but very limited times. How has that reopening starting even in the fall? How has that affected your products, both older products, pre-pandemic products and post-pandemic products? What's that looked like as you've navigated this, this staggering opening throughout the country? Well, so resources that I created that were new um, over the summer, I really just, you know, wanted to start creating new things. And so in the last nine, 10 months, everything that I've created, because we didn't know what was going to happen and how soon it was going to happen. And in my mind, I'm, I'm thinking that a lot of teachers now are comfortable with technology. Students are more comfortable with technology. Um, using digital activities for in the classroom, it makes it a lot less prep work for teachers. So there are definitely advantages. So what I'm seeing is that anything new I added, I added both printable and digital activities so that as students are starting to filter back into the classroom, teachers have both. And so it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens when schools are completely open and, as you say, quote, back to normal. It'll be interesting to see. Um, personally, myself, I think I would want to use the paper, pencil, you know, printable activities. But I think there's advantages to the digital activities as well. Um, but we... We see right now what I'm seeing in like my Facebook group when I've surveyed them, like, you know, how can I best help you? I'm seeing that teachers are really wanting printable. So I think everybody's sick of being on the screen. And so it'll be, but in, anyway, it'll be interesting to see. And so we'll keep our ears open, keep watching and seeing and asking our audience, how do you want this and things like that so that we can best serve them. Hmm. So looking back on this year, is there anything you would do differently or change as it's in the way of your business over this last year? Wow. Um, I think if there was anything I could change, obviously I would <laughs> jump right in, <laughs> not stall as much. I mean, obviously, um, if I could have maybe hired a a more people on my team sooner, um, to help jump in a little earlier, I think that would have been helpful to our teacher audience to get more content out to them more quickly. Um, but I think I think that you know I'm pretty proud of our work because I think that we really served teachers who are really needing help, and I think that. Um, we had to we had to do some hard work. We had to learn. We had to, you know, teachers were being asked to do hard things. And I said, well, I mean, I got to do some hard things to help them. So what what can I do? You know? Yeah, definitely. As you look forward into this next full year, what gets you excited or what are you looking forward to in terms of your business? Um. Well, in terms of my business, I'm really excited because I'm going to release a course this summer. Oh, congratulations. So I, yeah, thank you. 
And so I'm deep into that right now, working on that. Um, But I'm really excited to keep listening to what my audience is saying and reacting to what they need. Um, And like I said earlier, I now have some really great teammates who are helping and they get my vision that we are here to serve and how can we help. Um, But yeah, um, we have some ideas in mind and, you know, we'll keep talking with our audience about our ideas and, you know, pivoting, if you want to use that word, (laughs) we love and pivoting pivoting to meet their needs and help them. Mm, Very cool. I love listening to this story as, you know, there are certain niches like education, travel, the wedding industry that were just so impacted over this last year that to hear how you navigated it, how you listened to your audience and then really created the space to inform them about what you had and then continue to create things is such a good takeaway from when any hard time happens in our business, whether it's a global pandemic, which we hope never to see again in our lifetime, or something on a smaller scale. I just, that's the thing I'm just taking away from what you're saying is just to continue to listen to where people are at and then try to pivot with them to continue to serve them. And that there's an element of figuring it out as you go along to kind of testing things, see if they work and when they don't work. And especially trying to create things for first graders. You know, it's so tough to, it's it's a little easier to think about a high schooler, right? Who probably is really adept at, you know, technology, but a, a first grader who's learning to use Zoom and can't sit for more than 15 minutes, right? <laughs> or right. 15 seconds at that. <laughs> right. Oh, right. so yeah. yeah. Well, and it's exciting also to think about my business went through a huge change this year, but we did it. Yeah. You know? So whatever comes next, not a global pandemic, <laughs> but what comes next, we're ready for it. Yeah. You know? So, you know, we can do it. So yeah, definitely. Exciting. Wise words. So where can our listeners go to connect with you and then just to see and watch what you're doing? Um, so my website and Facebook and Instagram, I'm all Mrs. Winters Bliss. Nice. Okay. We will put that in the show notes and we hope that you will go check out what Christina is doing, especially if you're a teacher listening or you're a teacher's paid teacher, or you know, somebody who's a teacher and they could use some really excellent first grade curriculum. So go check that out at simplepinmedia.com slash 240. That's 240. And we'll have all the links in the show notes there. Christina, thanks so much for sharing your story. I hope it's inspiring to people who are listening. In fact, I know it will be. So I really appreciate it. And we wish you much success next year. Thank you so much, Kate. This was so fun. 